Welcome to this week's Planet Shakers podcast. Our brand new acoustic album, Show Me Your Glory, live at Chapel, is available on the 3rd of November. Immerse yourself in new praise and worship songs and encounter God afresh today. Now to this week's podcast. I want to preach to you today on the topic, the God who saves. He is the God who saves. I know Pastor Jono just mentioned it, but we've just had an awesome week in church and it's Bring Your Buddy Day today in Planet Kids. And if you're joining us for the first time, so glad you're here. Psalm 68, verse 19 and 20 says, Praise the Lord, praise God our Saviour, for each day He carries us in His arms. Our God is a God who saves. The Sovereign Lord rescues us from death. Our God is a God who saves. Another translation of that Scripture says, He is the God of our salvation. And I wanna encourage you, even on this topic today, I'm so excited that I get the opportunity to lead people to Jesus. But this whole message is not just reserved for those here in this room or watching online that don't yet know Jesus. See, you can't just relegate your revelation of God as your Saviour to some time back in your history when you got saved. Come on, we get to experience His saving power every day of our lives and His, the power of salvation today. He wants that to flow into every area of your lives. Amen. Come on, we can be saved from hell, but still be living with some area of brokenness in our life here on earth. But God's desire and His will for us is that every area of our lives, every part of our relationships, of our workplace, of our, uh, of our, you know, our um, health, of our finances, just every part of our lives will be touched by the power of the saving God. And today, you know, I just felt aware this week. I just can feel it, man. The enemy just wants to magnify right now the brokenness in our world. And there is so much brokenness in our world. But I wanna stir you and encourage you because we're gonna magnify today the saving power of our God because there is more grace in God than there is brokenness in this world. Come on, I just... I think you ought to let hope fill your heart again. Come on, don't be overcome by evil, the Bible says, but overcome evil with good. Come on, that starts with a revelation of the power of your God. His ability to save is greater than our ability to be lost. There is more grace in Him. Your God's not running out of power. He's not running out of might. He hasn't lost traction or lost momentum. He is the God who saves. Come on, let's just give Him praise again. Come on, let's say like the Psalm says, if it had not been for the Lord who is on our side. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be here. He rescues, He protects, He helps. He gives victory, He breaks limitations, He turns situations around, He heals, He restores until nothing is missing and nothing is lost. Isaiah 12 verse two to three says, See, God has come to save me. Woo! I will trust in Him and not be afraid. Come on, just say that to your heart today. I will trust in Him and not be afraid. 
Come on, no matter the circumstances, no matter what you might be going through, we all go through things in life, don't we? Even in this year of overwhelming victory, we face battles. God leads us to the victory, but why does He lead us there? Because He's the God who saves. And it's not weakness, we'll get there in a moment, but it's not weakness in us to admit that we need a saving God. Man, hold that thought because I'll come back to it. But God has come to save me. I'll trust in Him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. What an awesome picture. Come on, don't you just wanna drink deeply from His fountain of salvation today? That sounds pretty good to me. Romans 1:16 says, I'm not ashamed of the Gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. The power of God to salvation. Amen. There's nothing too hard for your God. We're just gonna keep, well, I'll probably keep shouting about His saving power, but I just wanna give you this thought as well today as as I kind of just mentioned a moment earlier, the question is not whether He can save, the question is whether we position ourselves to be savable. And, And that's not because we, you know, we're too broken to be saved. No, it's to do with the condition of our heart. See, God is able to save, but it requires humility in our heart to recognise our need for a Saviour. God is the God sent His Son Jesus to be Saviour of this whole world, but this whole world does not necessarily receive Him as Saviour. It's to do with the condition of our heart. And this is a bit of an age-old problem for us as humans because we don't always find it the easiest to admit our weaknesses or admit our deficiencies or, or admit our need for a Saviour. And in fact, our society and the spirit of this age wants to set it up to be hard for people because we magnify and ele- elevate pride as if it is you know, something to be attained. We, we should be proud. You know, there's those kind of, um, that kind of attitude, like don't let anybody tell you you should change. You don't need to change for anybody. You know, be, be proud of who you are. And there's part of it that sounds right and it sounds good, but the problem with that attitude is that it actually resists the very change that you need in your heart and that you need in your life. See, it's not weakness to admit that I need a greater strength than what I've got. It's the smartest move I can make because it makes me available for a power that is beyond what I have in my own ability and my own strength. So come on, don't be held back by that, that uh, don't be held captive by that, that spirit of pride. Shake yourself loose of that today. Come back to your senses. Come back to the way that God made you, which is to position yourself in humility and say, God, I need you. I need you. Because listen, the greatest of us here in this room, whoever you are, and you're all brilliant, by the way, you're all great. Look at you, you're amazing. Tell somebody around you, you're amazing. But you know that as amazing as you are watching online and here in this room, the greatest of us before God, we're in desperate need of Him. Those of us with the most money and those of us with the least amount of money, those of us with the greatest moral code or at least we think we have, or those of us with no moral code. Every single one of us before God, we're in desperate need. And it's humility that recognises that. Jesus said it like this. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. 
or it, what that means is blessed are those who recognise their need for God. And then it goes on, for theirs is the Kingdom of Heaven. And He's not saying God is withholding the Kingdom of Heaven. He's saying, no, the state of your heart won't allow you to receive what your Father has for you unless you come humbly and say, no, I realise my need. But recognising your need, listen, one moment of humility to say, you know what, I don't have what I need and it causes you to reach out to God is the very moment that you receive strength that you did not have. And come on, I wanna encourage you. There's new beginnings for people here in this place today. There is mir- there, there's miraculous power. There is God's saving power to put relationships back together, to heal bodies, to turn situations around, to give you a brand new beginning, to wash sin away, to break bondage and stronghold. His saving power is here for you today. So come on, don't sit there and say, I've got it all together. Don't stay there and say, I can sort it out. Reach out to us saving God and say, I need you in every area of my life. Amen. He's so good, isn't He church? He is a God who saves. Woo! In fact, that very word salvation in the New Testament, there's, I think there's two Greek words for Him, but one of them is sozo and it means deliverance, protection, healing, prospering, being made whole. And this is why we don't listen to a message like this and say, yeah, I've been saved. We say, no, I need Your saving power, Your salvation work in every area of my life. Hey, I don't know if you came to church aware of any need in your life today, but I would encourage you, God has come to meet your need today in His presence because He is a God who saves. But I got to get to this Scripture because it's so juicy with God's goodness. Psalm 107, it says from verse 4, Some wandered in desert place, uh, de- desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and He delivered them from their distress. This to me represents those who are searching, those who are lost. And we've all been lost. We all get lost in different things. But I just love that picture. I think it paints such an accurate picture, a dry desert waste. The thing about a dry desert is that there's nothing, uh, there's nothing stationary or static in which you can find your bearings. I mean, on, when there's nothing but sand dunes, this is why it's so easy to get lost, is because those sand dunes are being blown one way by the wind this day and the next day they're being blown the other way. The whole landscape changes day to day. And what does that result in? You can't even tell where you've been and where you're going. You don't know which way is left, which way is right. You don't know if you're going around in circles and isn't that like us in life sometimes? I can't even find my way anymore. I wandered out here trying to find meaning, trying to find purpose and I I don't even know. I'm just trying to find the next thing that's gonna make me feel okay. Some of us got lost in other religions. We got lost in spirituality and some search, but the, the more we kept wandering, the more lost we became. Some of us got lost in that sense of, of purpose and meaning. We thought if I earn more money, if I, if I do more good or, or some way, but it's just the shifting sands that look different one day to the next. But the same God who it talks about in this Scripture, that if in the middle of our dry desert place, we will cry out to God and say, save me, I'm turning to you in my distress. That same God they testified about is able to find you in the middle of your lost place. 
like they say of Him in the Old Testament. You are the God who sees me. He knows how to find the lost. Maybe you're here in this place or you're watching online, you say, people don't even know how lost I am in my heart, but your God knows and He is a God who saves. It's an amazing story of an amazing woman of God in our church. And I wanna read it in her words to encourage you with this story that God is a God who saves the lost. She says, I was brought up in an incredibly chaotic environment, screaming, name calling, various kinds of intimidatory, still can't read that. Can you change that word? Thank you. Driven threats, violence and sexually charged dialogue was a regular feature at home. I wasn't shown affection, never told that I was loved or enough. Instead, I was told very early on things like, you should have been aborted. You ruined my life. Don't come to my funeral. If you don't get a 99 plus VCE ATAR score, you're out of this house. And consequently, until Jesus came into my life, I did not know what love was and it felt like I had to perform to be worthy of love. I'll keep reading, but maybe that's you today. You don't really know what God's love is like. Listen, you don't earn love. You don't perform for love. God says, I love, my love is unfailing. It's unconditional and you can receive it today. I was sexually abused by a family friend from the age of five to 14. I was bulimic from the age of nine, developed OCD from the age of 11, started doing drugs, smoking, drinking, going to overage nightclubs from the age of 15. And by the time I came to Planet Shakers, I was very much addicted to vaping and cocaine. I regularly shoplifted as a teenager, culminating in an appearance at the children's court. I started self-harming at the age of 18 and battled suicidal thoughts until I was saved. I was chasing relationships, going from one unhealthy one to another, seeking someone to make me feel safe, secure and protected. And I was obsessed with my appearance, with materialistic things and presenting a certain image to the world. Two weeks before I got saved, I'd come out of a physically, emotionally and mentally abusive relationship and I hated myself. But it all changed when I walked into church and I got saved in August of 2022. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. And since then I've been connected to urban life, to church, I've done DNA. And I felt the transforming power of God heal and restore the broken parts of my life. I don't even identify with the person I was before I said yes to Him. I have purpose, I have freedom, I have joy, I have peace, I have strength, I have hope. And I know that He has a destiny for me to fulfil and He makes all things work together for good and will even use the trauma of my past for triumph and for His glory. He is a God who saves the lost. Maybe you identify with an element of that story or maybe your story is totally different. God knows, but He knows how to find you. Check the condition of your heart today. Would you say, man, make a decision. You say, well, I don't know how to change. Listen, God has given, this, uh, given us this amazing ability to make choices. The enemy would try and convince us that we don't have a choice, but God always positions us. In fact, all through the Bible, He says, you can choose life or you can choose death. Friend, no matter what has happened in your life up until this point, today is your opportunity to choose life by choosing to recognise your need for a saving God. Amen. He saves the lost, but it doesn't stop there. It goes on in verse 10, it says, Some sat in darkness, in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. 
So he bowed their hearts down with hard labour. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and He delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds or their chains apart. He is the chain breaker. Amen. Maybe this represents those of us or all of us when we get stuck. And we all get stuck from time to time. Bible actually says that we're slaves or we were slaves to sin, but we can become stuck in so many areas. We can become stuck in addiction, stuck in patterns of sin, stuck in, in depression, stuck in fear. We can become stuck in, in uh, unforgiveness or hatred or envy or revenge. These things can get a hold of us and we can keep coming to church and we can keep operating. We keep going to work and everybody thinks things are fine. But we know that something in our heart got stuck or something in our minds has got stuck. And and we say, I'm not able to break this pattern in my thinking. Or maybe it's even, you you know, you've got a, a, a problem where you can't even fall asleep without certain medication. Listen, it's God's heart that He wants to set us free. He says, I'm mighty to save and I'm the chain breaker. And you might already know Jesus, but still have an area in your life that's stuck. Come on, it's time to get free in this year of victory because He is a God who saves. Oh, come on, all ye people, put your hands together and shout Amen if you believe it. I even felt this, maybe, maybe circumstances have got stuck. Maybe you, you, you're waiting on a visa or you're waiting on PR or, or you're waiting on some circumstance to change and you say, I'm stuck here. Maybe it's even a financial situation. I got stuck here because of my own choices. Hey, listen, He is so full of mercy, so full of grace. He knows your need and He's able to turn circumstances around. Come on, say Amen if you agree with that. There's a young man in our church, came to our East Campus for the first time. I say young man, he's sort of my age, but it's he's a young man. For the first time earlier this year, first time in a very long time. And he'd suffered from social anxiety, but over COVID lockdowns, became severe depression and deep loneliness and was on lots of medication to do with this. He had a, a solid job and an apartment to himself, but he felt like he had no reason to live. By the time we reached out and invited him to church, his thought was, I'm so stuck why not give this a go? I'm so stuck. Maybe that's how you felt today. But I love his story and his testimony. He came to church, tried to avoid everybody, was scared of the crowd, didn't really wanna be around people. And, and, uh, and he didn't respond in that service, but he said, uh, talking to him afterwards, he said, oh, this is the best I've felt in a long time. He kept coming back Sunday after Sunday. And he said, one of the most challenging parts of the service was when we say hello to everybody. He's like, I just wanted to avoid that. But as I kept listening to these messages that were so full of hope and so full of joy, I felt like I need to deliberately get uncomfortable and go beyond where I've got stuck. And so we started reaching out and shaking people's hands. Hey, who who knew that God could use the welcome minute to see somebody begin to get free? But I remember the Sunday Pastor BJ was actually preaching and this man finally made that decision. He said, I know in that moment, he was responding to the love of God and he gave his life to Jesus and he was saved. Well, he's been doing DNA. He's getting ready to serve in our production team. Listen, he, he's off the medication that he was on before. Listen, he's even bought himself a new house. He's changed his appearance on the end. He looks different. He's got a new set of friends. Things have changed in his life. He's saying, 
I got free from what I got stuck in. Why? Because we serve a God who is mighty to save. It goes on. It keeps going, man. Psalm 107 verse 17, it says, Some were foolish through their sinful ways and because of their iniquities suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and He delivered them from their distress. He sent out His Word and healed them. How powerful is that statement? God sent His Word and healed them in the middle of their brokenness. This to me represents the brokenness in our life. It's brokenness. Like I said, you can know Jesus, but you haven't necessarily allowed His saving power to heal the broken areas. Come on, today's the day He wants to do that. Sometimes we suffer the consequences of our own foolish decisions, like that Scripture said. Sometimes we suffer the consequences of other people's decisions. And sometimes we feel like we're entrapped, we're, we're, we're imprisoned by other people's decisions on our behalf. Sometimes we just suffer because we're a part of this broken world. Maybe you've got a diagnosis over your life or you've got a, you're suffering from a sickness and you say, I never asked for this. How come this has happened to me? Friend, we're in a broken world and broken things happen, but we serve a God who heals brokenness. The brokenness that we brought upon ourselves, the brokenness that was put on us by others and the brokenness we just experienced because we're in a broken world. He heals it. Oh, I wish I had some witnesses. He can heal it all. He's a God who saves. Makes me think of a testimony in our church of a, a family and the kids started coming to Boom and grew up and became Boom leaders. And the uh, parents were separated, still living in the same house, but the relationship was fractured, sleeping in separate rooms. and But the... I remember this young man saying the day, I remember watching the day in church in worship where my parents standing next to each other and my dad's hand reached out and grabbed my mum's hand. And all, all of a sudden restoration began. Why? Because we serve a God who heals brokenness, puts broken things back together. Don't say today, don't believe the lie, I'm too broken for God. No, there's more healing in Him than there is brokenness in you. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. He's more than able. He's mighty to save. He's powerful. Come on, let hope rise in your heart today. He's more than enough for you and more than enough for our world. He is the saving God and we lift Him up. Some went down to sea in ships doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, His wondrous works in the deep. For He commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to the heaven, they went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wits end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and He delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet and He brought them to their desired haven. This is when we've got nothing left. 
See, we all go through storms in life. We go through the, the wind and the waves and these wind and the, and the waves can get the better of us. But I wanna tell you today, if you're facing a storm, it might be a storm on the outside that's circumstantial or it might be a storm on the inside. It might be a storm in the place of your heart and your soul or in your thinking. But the same God who quietens the storms outside can quieten the storms in your heart until there is a peace you didn't know existed. And even Peter, as he was, Jesus called him to walk on the water. But the Scripture says that as he looked at the wind and the waves, the storm on the outside became a storm on the inside and he began to sink. But guess what Peter, Peter did? Literally, the Scripture says, Peter cried out in the middle of the storm, Lord, save me. And He is a saving God. Jesus reached out and the same Jesus that found the hand of Peter in the storm will find your hand in the middle of what you're in today because He is a God who saves. Let's get the team out and, and we're gonna do the same thing we did in the last service. If we could get our pastors and, and some coaches, just people ready to pray and minister, that would be amazing to just come and line the front here. We don't always do it like this, but I felt to today because God wants to minister to some people. But while they're doing that, please don't let it distract you. Can you look at me for a moment, please? Even right up the back, let me have your attention for a moment because this is God's Word for you. The first Scripture I read, and I think it was Psalm 68, the God who saves. I mentioned that in another translation, it says He is the God of our salvation. But you know that phrase, if you look it up in Hebrew, you translate that from Hebrew. You know what? That whole phrase is just one word. And you know what that word is? It's Yeshua. Whoa! That phrase, the God of our salvation, is one word and it's the word Yeshua. Do you know what that word is in Spanish? Jesus. You know what that word is in Italian? Jesu. In French, Jesu. In, in Mandarin, Mandarin? Mandarin? Yesu. Yesu. I'm going to try and learn one more language each service. Fijian? Jisoo? Of course it is. That sounds better. You know what it is in English? Jesus. He's so committed to this revelation that you get that He's the God who saves. He says, I am the definition. I am the explanation. If you wanna know that I'm the saving God, just look to my name, call on my name. I am the God of your salvation. And all who call on the Name of the Lord will be saved. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that your faith was filled and you were encouraged. If you have any prayer requests or want to connect with us further, search for us on our social media at Planet Shakers. We'd love to hear from you.